This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L-theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. So, dealer, gentlemen, 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 what's the name of the game at this table? Well, Mr... Kensington. Brit Kensington. Gentleman, gambler, and rogue. And this is my... I... girlfriend? Associate. Bridge girdle. Septima. Bridge girdle. Yes, Septima, my associate. You understand, gents. Wife at home, casino night... The dogs will play, eh? We're all on the level here. Ah, only fooling gents, I'm not having an affair. This is a working relationship. I was just trying to make myself feel like more of a man. Well, Mr. Kensington and Mrs. Bridge Girdle, this is the owner's table, and as such, we are playing the owner's game. Cribbits. Excellent. Hit me with the rules. I love a challenge. I hold in my hand a deck of cards. Players must make a bet on at least one of four possible characteristics. Color of card, suit, value, and fools. Also known in the public houses and stag nights as the Joker, of which there is one. The odds increase, the more specific the bet gets, as does the value of the pot given the chances of winning. 50% chance of winning on colors, 25 on suits, 8 for values, and less than 2% for the fools. So... I'm just trying to guess what card will get pulled. Yes. Okay, then why not just say that? You know it's much more complicated the way you just explained it. I'll do my best to simplify for you, Mr. Kensington. Would you like to play? Deal me in for two crowns. What are you doing? Blending. Trust me, there's nothing to worry about. It's like the dealer said. It's just a simple matter of statistics. Weighing the odds and keeping track of what came before. You just have to spot the pattern. First bet is to you, sir. Two crowns on the nine of clubs. Don't worry, I've got this. I'm severely worried that you don't. The two of hearts. (coughs) Just warming up. Fox and Stallion by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. Part 7. The Case of the Casino Night Caper. Crowns on the jack of diamonds. This one's our hand. Whatever you say, Mr. Kensington. 
Three of hearts, gentlemen. Oh, come on! Keep your voice down! Sorry, I'm, I'm just not... Winning? Would you like to bet on the next round, sir? Yes. Bloody hell. I hope Madge and James are having better luck than us. Jesus Christ! That's freezing! Yeah, that'll be the ice water. You don't say! And by the time I get this blindfold off, my tuxedo had better be clean, and I expect it to be hung up! I don't think you have a lot of room to be making demands, Mr. Stallion. That's never stopped me before. For a detective, you're not particularly good at reading context clues, are you? Just keep your traps shut. You do realize that cold water holds significantly more impurities than hot water, right? Now who's the shit detective? Jesus! Sorry, did I not mention the hot water was coming next? No! You didn't! Oopsie. Now, are you ready to talk about what you were doing at the Crimeary Estate this morning? Volunteering! If you'd actually been volunteering, wouldn't you have brought what we told you? Right! And I did. Just remind me real quick, what was that exactly? You got some cheek, don't you? But if I hadn't been stripped of my tux, I can assure you the cheek factor would be significantly lowered. Could I perhaps get a towel or a high thread count robe? First interrogation. What made you guess? Oh my god! Why is it cold again? I poured an extra just in case I spilled. Now, are you ready to talk? Sure, just give me a moment to go into hypothermic shock. Jesus Christ, fucking rich people. Oi, he's on deck, yeah? Heard. On deck for what? Another trip to the baths? Well, since you didn't bring what we told you to, you'll have to do. <laughs> Madge, you'd better be having better luck than me right now. <sighs> now that is what I call a reunion, Miss Pangea. <laughs> I can think of worse bookends to my day, Miss Sazerac. Purina, please. Cigarette? When in Rome. Purina. <laughs> you have no idea how glad I was to see you tonight. Pretty happy coincidence, I'd say. Any major events in your neck of the woods between this morning and now? <gasps> Come again. I mean, I'll do my best. No, sorry, it's just... No one ever asks me about my day. Oh no, that's a shame. Even just now, when you asked, I could feel my whole body tense up like a child who was just caught by her lower middle class parents stuffing the family's figgy pudding under her bed to satisfy her night hungers. Caught me off guard, I suppose. Oh, well, why don't you just come over to Miss Pangea? She can help with that tension. So I just... Sit here. Exactly. Then I touch your shoulders. Is that okay? Yes. There we go. Now, why don't you tell me about your day? <gasps> oh. Oh, wow. Oh, yes. This is a nice back touch indeed. <laughs> Learn my technique at day camp as a child. Now, tell me about your day. In detail. From the beginning. Hmm. Why do you want to know about my day? Well, it's what's causing you tension, isn't it? We don't want that. No, but it's private. I can't say. You can't? No, but God, now I want to. 
Well, I'm here to listen if you want to say. But I can't. It's just... Yeah? Go away! I'm relaxing! Miss Zazarak, it's Clarence. I, I can't hear you through the door. I said I... Why don't you go ahead, Fiorina? You know I can help you relax when you get back. You're fine. Duty calls, as they say. Miss Zazarak? What are you doing? You see the ribbon on the door. Where did you learn etiquette, Clarence? Yeah, Clarence! This is exactly why I'm an accountant and you're a thug. Noted. Sorry, ma'am. I'll get better at my etiquette skills before I take the bar. They're ready for you. Uh, finish this another time, then? If we must, we must. I'll need your guest name for the log. I'm sorry, log? Oh, this is Madge Stallion. She'll be my guest for this evening. Won't you, Madge? I will. Fuck, I hope Hampton is having better luck than me. Five of clubs. Come the fuck on! That makes three games lost and an exciting 90 seconds of play for the rest of the table. Shall I deal you in another hand? Perhaps we should just cut you off for the night. No, I'm going to win this. It's just deduction. Simple elimination based on the previous patterns and random chance, which is why I'm going to go for... the Queen... of Spades. What's your wager? Two crowns. Adventurous? Beer must present it on the table. Can I borrow two crowns? You only brought four crowns with you. To a casino night. Well, how was I supposed to know what the small blind was at this table? You're seated next to the dealer. You made the small blind. Well, now I have to match it. Otherwise, they'll know we don't belong here. I hate that that made sense. All bets are in. And the winning card is... The Four of Hearts. No. No. That's not... No. Come on, the pattern was right there. You couldn't tell what came after two and three. It couldn't be that simple. There have been no queens on the table this whole game, so probability said it was the most likely card to pull next. Obviously, this is some sort of a trick deck or something. Or it really is that simple, and the pattern is right in front of your eyes. Oi, dealer, two crowns, five of hearts. No. It can't be that easy. Lightning doesn't strike four times in a row. It barely does three. Go with the Queen of Clubs. Just consider it. It's been considered. Two crowns, five of hearts. The Queen of Clubs. See, I told you. this game. Be a dear and deal me in prudence. I've got a feeling this may be my lucky table. But of course, ma'am. My grandmother taught me how to play cribbits. Every Sunday, my mother and father would leave me home with her while they futilely pretended their marriage wasn't falling apart. They used to always say, don't teach her any of those old country gambling games. The friends it'll make her are not the ones she needs. They meant well, according to them. What they didn't realize, though, was that games are the only way children communicate. Win a game against the neighborhood bully and your spot in the grade school hierarchy was tenuous, but recognized. However, introduce a new game, the hierarchy shifts. Now you're leading the conversation. And once you lead the conversation, everything funnels to you. Information, objectives, people. And then, before you know it, you can predict the moves of everyone and everything in your orbit, even a random card. Which leads me... To you. 
me? No. Me? Yes. You. Who are you? You don't seem to be romantically involved with this man, and yet you're pulling money from your discretionary areas to aid in his bets, while being ever so careful not to play the game yourself. So what are you? A gentlewoman? An heiress I haven't had the pleasure of meeting? Or something else? Well, I'm Britt Kensington, gentleman gambler. I'm afraid there's not room for more than one game at this table, Mr. Fox. Your company was expected. However, you, miss... Mrs. Oh, really? What makes you so sure? Because if one assumes every woman they see to be wed, it makes every time that it isn't the case a special surprise. So, <clears throat> your assumption of this young lady's marriage credentials lay entirely on your own hopes for a special surprise. Not entirely. I can also deduce... That is yours, ma'am. Excuse me, four pounds and the ace of hearts. Now, your deduction. I'm on pins. <clears throat> for one, her dress. A modest cut, late century, exclusive to Farthing's 81 collection. Stylish and modern, minimally worn, indicative of a lack of nightlife exposure. The life of a married woman. A dress of this stature and care, while previously worn by the bourgeoisie, now is only used for special occasions. The earrings are from three seasons ago, the shoes five, and don't even get me started on the purse. I don't have a purse. Exactly, which is why I'll call... On the fool. Well, look at you. That was impressive, if not mildly adorable. But I'm afraid, Mr. Fox, you're not the only one here with the power of deduction. Moved to prove the contrary? Be my guest. The ace of hearts. She isn't wearing a ring. Oh, yes, well, that... Admirable effort. Thank you. I was being facetious. I know. As do I. Sarah Fletchley. You know, I had a feeling I'd be seeing you tonight. Oh, I doubt that, Catalina. Good, because now I was being facetious. Hampton, this is Catalina. Catalina Montgomery Schnutz, Mr. Fox. However, most know me by the tiresome moniker, The Hammer. Bemused to meet you. Charmed. Speaking of rings... I couldn't help but notice yours. A pewter, inlaid with the image of a... What is that? A hammer? Can't get anything past you, detective. You know, I had a run-in the other day with a man wearing the same ring. A banker. Perhaps an associate of yours? Oh, perhaps indeed, detective. If only there were a way to narrow it down. You see, dozens of those rings are running around my establishment. It's a bit of a party favour, you see, gifted to a particular group of close friends. Think of it as an employee of the month prize for unobtrusively separating patrons from trinkets they wouldn't otherwise miss. I seem to notice that very ring on your little finger now. That must have been a neat bit of trickery yourself. Are you currently seeking employment? Perhaps if you told me a bit more about the... Perks of the job? Hmm. Why don't you ask your freshly deduced, unwed friend here, Miss Fletchley? 
She knows all sorts of things about the goings-on around here. Or she did, at least. Sarah? Of course, that's before she decided to leave us a while back for more honourable pastures. They grow up so fast, don't they? But sooner or later, they always come crawling back to Mummy for a glass of full-fat milk. Oh, sorry, love. Too soon? Don't you dare! Sarah! You know, it's so good seeing you here, Sarah, and on casino night of all nights. But God knows I love symmetry. Casino night? She doesn't know what she's talking about. Oh, come now, Sarah. You know that's not true. Honestly, Mr. Fox, I'm surprised she hasn't told you yet. That says a lot. It does. It doesn't. Sarah's last sojourn at the Admiral Shanks was also during a casino night, nearly one year ago. Do you remember? The time, it does fly. If I recall correctly, as I always do, that was the night that the house winnings mysteriously disappeared. Christ, I had already put in my notice. I had a new job ready to take me. You just couldn't bear the thought of anyone around here leaving this shithole and making an honest go of it, could you? You had to take that from me too. And have you made an honest go? No offence, Miss Fletchley, but it seems like these things just keep following your family again and again and again, like spiders caught in the bathwater, circling the drain, delaying the inevitable. Quite the alarming image, but I think that's enough, Miss. Catalina, I think you and I should go speak in private, or I'm going to have to start asking you in front of all these people. By now, you should know how the game is played, Fletchley, and your part in it. I taught you well. Now, Mr. Fox, I believe you owe me four crowns for a losing bet, and I should tell you that there's only one currency I'm willing to accept. Franks? Why don't you follow Clarence here into the back, and we can... Hash it all out. Really, Sarah? You never told us you had a past. We all have a past. I told you I worked at the seediest, most depraved place in the East End. You think that's possible without doing some things you're not particularly all right with? I do. But I've been vouching for you. I've been laying my reputation on the line while it turns out this whole time you've been versed in juvenile crimes. I did what I had to do and then I got out when I could. Or at least I tried. It's not like they make it easy around here. Besides, you don't think Holmes and Watson haven't interacted with the odd pickpocket or two? No, I don't. And even if they did, I'm sure it's for a good reason, like trying to figure out the labyrinthian mind of a criminal. You just called it a juvenile crime. Whose crimes do you think they're solving, the artful dodgers? Why didn't you just tell me? Injustices don't just happen to saints, Mr. Fawkes. If you don't understand that, maybe you never should have come. Oi! Hush up! There's still a casino night on the other side of them walls. Things like this in your past could be the reason your mother has been targeted. You said Schnutz set you up once before to keep you from leaving? Who's to say she hasn't done it again? Hampton. Look, I know there are aspects of this you don't want to tell the police, but if you're serious about us helping you... We're here. Clarence, take Mr. Fox to get ready. I'm sorry, get ready for what? I can see why you'd think this sack over my head is necessary, but I assure you I have no clue what's going- Oh, come on, you don't need to hurt him, he's harmless. Don't worry, Sarah, you'll be seeing Mr. Fox again very soon. But first, I wanted to show you what we've been up to since you've been gone. 
please, after you. Welcome to my arena. All right. This is new. That's right, gents. Let's hear it for the amazing Grizzly Man! More of a cup to me, but we won't have that against him. I think you'll like this next one. And just between us girls, I'll take your bet. Unfortunately, we can't say that's where it ends for our loser, the dear Grasshopper George here, as he is now relegated to the rematch bracket. Oh, a poor little Georgie boy. But now, we have something truly, truly special, gentlemen. Hailing all the way from Baker Street, the self-proclaimed greatest detective mind in London. Not that one. May I introduce to you your ten to one long shot for the evening, the Fighting Fox. Shit. Excuse me. I think you have me mistaken. I'm a detective. Not a fighter. Oh, oh, my mistake. Well, then I'm going to give you three deductions how this goes for you. Mr. Fox, I must say you fill out the uniform quite exquisitely. Don't suppose that means I could trouble you for a shirt or a pair of trousers, perhaps? No. Understood. So, Sarah, what's your wager? My wager? My wager is that I'm not betting. Oh, boo. I don't know if it's not working here anymore, your mum being on the chopping block, but you have become so... boring, dour. It's bad for the skin. Don't bring her into this. Then wager. No. Oh, come on. Don't you even want to ask what's at stake? Not especially. Fine. Then I'm going to pretend that you did, because otherwise we're just going to watch this next bit without any context, and emotionally it won't really mean anything, you know? If you wager right... I'll pull every string I have from the top to the bottom of that rat's nest of a building we call Scotland Yard to free good Mother Eliza from the noose. And I may even have some pertinent information that may be of interest to you. Employee to employee, if you catch my meaning. And if I lose? I believe you've met Oscar. Mm, Spitting image of your mother, I tell you. Minus the wrinkles and creepy old lady hands. One bet. Do you believe Hampton Fox will win this fight? So, uh, uh, am I supposed to do anything? I'm just... It's cold? Tick-tock. Catalina, please, just tell me why. Oh, come now. You came to a casino night, but you don't have time for games. Hish, Fletchley. I knew you'd gotten soft, but now you're getting boring. Clarence, if you wouldn't mind bringing in our final guest. Where are we going? Get your callous mitts off me! Feels like being manhandled by three-week-old scones! You need to moisturise, sir. Madge! Sir? Sorry, ma'am. She put up quite a fight. And to be honest, most of it was verbal. (laughs) And pretty mean. Oh, fuck you. Oh, a fighter. You're sick, you know that. Don't blame me that your life hasn't led you to be shameless. So, what's it gonna be? Can Hampton Fox, gentleman detective, save your mother? Fine. I'll take it. He'll win. Adorable. The wager is locked. 
Bring on the challenger. This will be fun. Drink. I'm sorry. Challenger? And now, it is my extreme honor to bring to the arena our prize jewel, our finest specimen of physical prowess. You don't yet know him, but you will love him. The raging cage match favorite. Shit. Want a show? Then get ready for your seats to get damp, cause the stallion will give you a fucking show! Shit! Hampton? James! The fox versus the stallion. Delicious. Do you want a bib or something? Keep it in your pants. The betting floor will be closing in... All bets are in, right, Sarah? Right. Let the match commence! I don't really, um... We know each other, so this this is really just... Awkward, yeah? Right. How gentlemanly. Unfortunately, that isn't how we play in this arena, is it? I'm afraid in this house we play by house rules. And house rules say... One man standing! Ah, a routine. Lovely. So, set the timer. An hourglass? Don't worry, James. We'll have plenty of time to get out of this. This hourglass runs out in one minute. Oh, come on! That's not how hourglasses work. No instigation after one minute and both fighters will be eliminated. And not just from the evening's events. Any questions? Will the questions be counted outside of the minute? Start the timer. Go for it, Anton! Kick his teeth in! What? Sarah? I did not tell her to say that. I would hope not. Still, it is nice to feel like someone's on your side. Killed your You can't see me, but both of my thumbs are down. In my defense, looks like you've got everyone else. Somehow doesn't feel as good. So, are we going to... Do you want to find out her definition of eliminated? Go! Fight! Yeah, we heard you, Fletchley. Thanks. Come on, then! Just like in sparring practice at home. For Ambrosius! For Ambrosius? Oh! For Ambrosius! Now let's hope your little detective friend is better at no-holds-barred cage fighting than he is at making amateur deductions. How did you get here? Ah! Take that! Now! I could ask you the same question. You dare challenge the stallion? Well, we got found out by the owner. Welcome to the foxhole! I knew it was just a matter of time before you got a foxhole. Madge left me to run off with Sazerac and I got found out by Oscar. Two ships in the night. A left-right combo and swipe kick. Who's A and who's B? I'll take A. You always do. Paint to the floor. Oh no, there's about nine different textures on that floor. Ah, fine. Uh-oh, you got me! Oh. God, it is truly wretched down here. Is it as sticky as it feels on my feet? Try to drag me? It's worse. Uh, I guess money can't buy everything. Enjoy your own foxhole! So, how did you end up here? Remember when Madge and I spotted Oscar and Sazerac and you said they were absolutely going to recognize us? I do. They did. You won't be getting up from down there! Aha! Oh no! You're up! 
Ah, 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 you were just on the ground. Don't get too close to no, me. No, James, seriously, listen, it's about the case. Oh, solved it already with Sarah, did you? What, did she walk on water? Turn piss into burgundy? James, listen! We found the owner of this place, and get this, she's called the Hammer. Wait, like... Like the insignia on the ring! She's got some sort of pickpocketing outfit running out of the club. Full-on robbery can't be too far a leap from that. It's perfect, James. Also, maybe throw me or something. I think they're getting bored. Right, then, but why Sarah's mum? She was set up to take the fall, obviously. This banker fellow committed the robbery and Sarah's mum was in the wrong place at the wrong time. You know, the hammer planted evidence of theft on Sarah just because she wanted to get out of this place. Oh no! He's advancing! He's so tall! Wait, so Sarah was part of this ring of ring-wearing thieves? Right! And I was shocked too, but I really had a reckoning about that, and- Why didn't she mention this when we showed her the ring? And I've really come to terms with- What? We showed her the ring. She saw the hammer on it. If she was part of this, why wouldn't she have said before we came here? She knows the boss is called the hammer. Right, well... Final minute before double elimination! Shit, no time! Ah! Tackle! Ah! In fact, why not tell us that from the beginning? If her mother's life hung in the balance... James, what are you saying? No. James, no! The... the banker! We saw the banker flee the scene of the crime! A banker with cheap shoes, three sizes too big? A banker with a northern accent? A banker wearing a ring that fits on your pinky finger. A ring that, now that I actually look at it, is very clearly a woman's ring. Fine, so a woman did it. But not Sarah. <coughs> Why not? Because it doesn't make any sense. Why would she come to us? Why return the jewels she stole? Because her mother being arrested wasn't part of the plan. So she, laden with guilt as one would be, hires two private investigators to examine the scene of the crime the following morning drawing everyone out of the games room so she can return the jewels, therefore proving that it couldn't have been her mother. Wow, actually really solid plan on her part. Ah, ow! That one actually hurt. No! That's not... No! God, I knew something was off about her ever since she started making unnecessary pot shots at me back at the flat. Think about it! No, because... Because... Oh my God, I'm right! I am so right! Take that, Archie! I told you about the sticky ground! If she had a secret like that, why would she try and get Holmes and Watson to solve the case? Well, she didn't, did she? She got us. What are you saying? I'm saying we're not the only private investigators in London. I know you like to think we are, or that it's just us and them, but there are more streets in London than Baker Street. There's Haymarket, Carnaby, Regent Street... You've made your point. Tottenham Court, Oxford Street, Charing Cross... Okay. St. James! Big Street! Northumberland! Yes! Thank you, I get it! Waterloo Street! It's Waterloo Road, you dance! No, it ain't. It's street. You think I don't know my own street? I'm telling you, mate, it's road! No, it ain't. Yes, yes it, it is! is. Yes. No, I don't think so. So what are you saying? If she was actually serious about solving this case, the whole case, why in God's name would she ask us? Because she believes in us. Right, Sarah? Do you want to answer Fletchley, or should I? I... And time! You know what that means, gents. Double elimination!
Station! Oh, look at that timing. I'm so sorry, Sarah. No last-minute commutation for Mummy. Now, let's stop with the games. Why don't you give these gentlemen the truth and me what I'm owed? Can't we handle this in private, Catalina? Oh, the crowd won't tell anyone. They've all signed standard Admiral Shank's non-disclosure agreements. Nothing that takes place in the arena leaves the arena. Isn't that right, gentlemen? Oi! Now, I'm not going to ask again. Sarah, she doesn't know what she... Oh, my God, just... Oscar! Anything you say, Miss Schnutz. Mrs. Not to me. Sing it, Jess. Sing me that lovely tune. Jesus Christ! That lava? Truth or elimination by fiery lava pit? Your choice. James, cling to the side of the cage. I know I look like I have it, but that is some very specific finger strength that I don't know if I... Just do it now! You know what? Just for fun, let's throw Mrs. Stallion into the mix, too. Oscar, on the count of five, start taking off fingers. Please, stop. Five, four, what's it gonna be, Fletchley? Three. I... Two, I'm sorry, there's a lot of noise right now. It's just, can you repeat that so the class can hear? Madge. One. It was me. Sarah. You. Aha! Let. Them. Go. I think I'm going to be sick. Breathe and count to ten. I don't know how much more this floor can take. Well, Sarah, with that, I'd say we... (gasps) One moment. Yes, Miss Sazerac, how may I help you this time? They what? Fucking rich people! Gentlemen, I regret to inform you this evening's festivities will be cut short due to some important personal business. Single fire line by the east exit. Messrs. Fox and Stallion, thank you for being such excellent collateral. Oscar, pull the lever. Ta-ta, Fox and Stallion. It's been a delight. Fox and Stallion is written and directed by Ian Gears and Lauren Grace Thompson. This episode was sound designed by Sarah Buczynski and original music was composed by Baldemar. This episode featured Jeremy Thompson as Hampton Fox, Chris Visaraga as James Stallion, Katie McLean Hainsworth as Madge Stallion, Lauren Grace Thompson as Sarah Fletchley, Corbett Pascoe as Catalina Montgomery Schnutz, Tina Munoz Panja as Sazerac, Mike Wee as Oscar, Sazi Bakhti as the dealer, Evan McQuistian as Clarence, and Ned Baker as the announcer. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Tumblr at 224BBaker or on our website, 224BBaker.com. Join us next time for part eight, the case of the hard truth. In the life of a modern historian, there is a chance that one may come across some cases that inspire within one a sort of fervent obsession. This is the case when it comes to the events surrounding the theft and recovery of the Kingmaker Diamond. What are you doing in Seltzer Mold without a weapon? I suppose I could ask you the same thing. What's that thing on your head? Ah, uh, new trend in ladies' headwear? <laughs>
As long as the Derosier bloodline was in possession of the Kingmaker, they would wield absolute power. I fused it to you, seconds after your birth. Undo it! Take it out, please! Not until you agree to do something for me. Oh dear. You've got something in your head. I know! So, the Kingmaker has killed your boss and one horse. Combined, you have a death rate of a centaur. Hopefully that's the end of it. No promises. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. If you love actual plays D&D, Hades, or Greek mythology and improv, be sure to check out Rogue Runners Volume 1 in the Blood to follow the adventures of Alexander the Great, King of Macedon, and Drunk Paladin. Oh, sorry. I guess now I'm... Alexander the Grump. Rolf, part-time sorcerer, full-time boomer. Is it a sex thing? It was a sex thing! Arete, stealthy rogue and even thirstier mobster. Mm, Have you bathed and brought to my tent? And Annie, legendary bard and chocolate milk fanatic. Together, these four wretched shades will battle their way out of hell for another chance at life, with a little help and hindrance from gods and monsters alike. Word of advice when you're opening up these things, you're supposed to say, Olympus, I accept this message, in some really serious voice. Take your place among the living again. Your tactics are adept, if too elegant for my tastes. My dear, saying no is never a crime. You hit like a philistine. You're not getting out of here alive, wretches. A pinky promise? A double pinky promise. When you die, you'll have to tell me all about it. Rogue Runners, an actual play audio drama made during the pandemic, all while maintaining proper social distancing. And I'll follow at a six-foot distance. How about a five-foot distance for D&D purposes? Sure. <laughs> okay. Ah!